This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have what you contributed to racing? You are one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. And a very warm welcome to the Bar Stewards Inquiry St. Ledger Weekend podcast, where we've got an absolutely bonanza. Uh, of racing this weekend from uh, Paris, the Arc Trials. We've got we've got Ireland over two days, Leopardstown and the Curra, uh, amazing meetings, and of of course the St Ledger meeting um, at Doncaster to finish the week off. And tonight we've got a fabulous panel of guests, better than the 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 round the, the rotten lot on Tuesday, tipping loads of rubbish. Um, mainly me and John, to be fair. But uh, so John's with me tonight as always. Uh, and with me also tonight is Nick Davis. Um, good, good, evening. Zal- good evening, Nick. Zilzal89 on Twitter. Uh, if you're not au uh, uh, fait with Nick, there's plenty that know Nick on Twitter. He's a, he's a very experienced racing gentleman and uh, he's, a, he's a good judge as well. And he's here tonight. And with me also tonight, and uh, a, a pleasure, or is it a pleasure, to announce the Ginger Hitler. Christopher, good evening. Good evening, guys. Yeah, evening. Nice to have you back. When when was the last time you were on? Uh, Derby, I think, mate. Derby. So so literally, literally, you are a you are a classic man. You are a Guineas Derby St Ledger. This is this is this is your triple crown. I hope you've uh, <laughs> I hope you I hope you're going to advise our punters in the right direction for the final classic. Let's hope so. Uh, John, any 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 good this week apart from some rubbish bets like that I put out as well? It's a little chicken for me, too. And uh, it's soup for me, definitely. Uh, some poor tips uh, on, on Tuesday from me, from me and John, but it's the way it is. Uh, right, we'll start the show off quickly because it's a very busy show and we're just going to take in a few questions. Uh, if we, if your question doesn't get asked this evening, I'll make sure I fit them in on Sunday. It's just the fact that time is preceding us. Um, first question, uh, and it's, uh, it's a ledger-related question. And it comes from Mark Killer, and he says, "Have the lads fitted a new engine to high definition or something? Other than his Dante run, he wouldn't have won a naught to hundred on any other run in his life. Fifty thousand sovereigns supplemented, and he's seven to one at third in. Um, and basically, he can't have it at any price. Thoughts on high definition, chaps? Who wants to come in first, John? Well, <laughs> if you don't me that." Price for our definition at the start of the season about him winning the ledger, they'll probably snatch your hand off. Uh, but there's been a fair bit of water under the bridge since then, hasn't there? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's going in the wrong direction. I mean, the last run at York was beyond disgusting, really, wasn't it? I mean, you, you just could not back him in a St. Ledger on the basis of that. It was awful. So, unless the lads have got knowledge of something that we haven't, which is fairly likely. Not to know it. Um, <laughs> the mates of us can't make it. No. I mean, I mean, Nick, do you, do you think, could it be ground? Could, could it be high definition once a bog? Could, could, I mean, I mean the, he's, he's not really out. I mean, when he was very impressive in Ireland last year, you know, it was, it was, there's plenty of digging there. 
Um, I don't think he's had dig this season, has he? No, um, I, I, I've got quite strong views on the race. I, I might stick him in as a full cast to beat my other one just in case. Um, I always, I always thought even when everyone was raving about him, he took an awful long time to get going at, at uh, uh, the Curra last year when he finally mowed it down in a few strides. Uh, he takes a long time to get organised. This might, if I, I, I read him a bit like Kew Gardens as a two, as a, as a two-year-old. Uh, so this, you know, if they've got him right and things work, they, they paid fifty grand. I know it's much in the, their, their pocket, but. I might stick him as a forecast just to beat my one, just in case. Yeah. Ginge, what, what are you thinking in our definition? Have you wrote him off? I thought it was very much overrated last year. And I know John said it was one of his horses to follow. I never agreed, agreed with him. It beat, it beat trees last year, to be fair. And it, it took <laughs> ages to beat him. It beat trees. I, yeah. I, I couldn't have it for any price, to be honest. I'll say him as yeah. He, he he stuck it he stuck it into you John there and he? he stuck it right in. I like digging where <laughs> <laughs> uh, So yeah, that's that's the that's the opinion mark on the eye definition. I'm just thinking if there is dig, I'd like to see him with a lot of dig in the ground at some stage, and I'd be chucking a few shekels on him if. if yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 some, something like that. Um, but yeah, there's, there's certainly, um, he's not got the ability on quick ground, certainly over a, a mile and a quarter and a mile and a half to, to cope with the uh, the good horses. Um, but yeah, anyway. Uh, right, next question uh, comes from Jack, JCC punter. He's, 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 a, he's a, a good, good follower on Twitter. And he said, this is a good question, actually. He says, should there be more sanctions for trainers leaving horses in late and pulling them out with the going excuse. Um, he says, Alan King's been at it all season. Uh, the, the Frenchman, David Menezia, the same. Um, is it bad for the sport? And, you know, what, what do we think on trainers doing this? Nick, I'll come to you first. Well, the trouble is they, they all won't admit it, but they all don't trust the going descriptions a lot of the time. Uh, especially if if there's a little bit of rain forecast and they say it's all good good to firm good in places, a bit of rain come down. So this is this is the this is the consequence of the watering policy we've got that we do get these trainers pull off, pulling ones out because the ground's not as subscribed. This is the consequence. Yeah, no, I I agree wholeheartedly, John. You can't pay less trainers for taking the house out from on plus surfaces. You know, I mean, it's, it's all right, you know, I mean, play all about, like, team taking shows, you know, you know what I mean? If, you, if, you, if you're impartial, yeah, you want it to see it race against Shadow Rarities. If you want to bet, you don't want it running on ground that's not going to help it. Yeah. I get this, but, but it, I mean, surely you kind of know the tracks that do it. You can't. I mean, surely trainers aren't aren't daft. You know, they, they take their horses there many times throughout a season. You know the tracks that are guilty for it, and you you know the tracks that might shove plenty on, or 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 maybe not uh, to the case. You know, like they they, they have they have a, a lesser watering policy, if you like. So I think I think in a way I, I I agree with Jack that I think you know in fairness. I mean, it's like tr- the, the truth and 
the the true Shen farce, if you like. You know, it's it's always you know let's let's see, let's withdraw late, etc. etc. But I mean, is it are, are trainers being too namby pamby? Do 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 or is or are they in their rights to think well we've got to look after the horse? Is is, is that where we're at, John? Well, if you think they're going to get stuffed, there's no point running, is it? <laughs> well, it depends if, you, if you've if you got an Indian bucket on, if on you, the end of the line. If you're if you declared and uh, there's storm forecast and that's going to sell you and they don't materialise, you've got your ass cherry ripe. What, what, what do you do? You know, mm. you just jarry them up or you save them for another day. You know there's not going to be plays if you just say, ah, fuck it, we'll run him. And that's the, a, he comes back yeah, I suppose the uh, polar opposite argument to that, to, well, to my to my point, is a uh, well. Da- you were surprised as as well as I was. David Menizier ran wonderful tonight at York um, on on rattling quick, um, and it's now retired. It's finished. So, so yeah, it's uh, been announced today that wonderful tonight is um, no longer going to be racing. So so did did David Menizier run that on ground he shouldn't have and and should what well, i mean i can remember you john on the day you said what is the point of this yeah. um so it's like you say you you, you know you, you you get you get castigated for 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 not running but then he he, he did run and then and and that's it that's the end of the horse's uh racing career so there's no art bid there's no nothing for wonderful tonight sadly so uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a contentious topic. I, from a punting point of view, I, I, I get Jack's side of it, but also you've got to understand also certain horses just haven't got the legs, haven't got the, uh, you know, just can't go on certain types of ground. And that, that's the way it is. True, Shan. Back it in the Cadran, Jack. Get on get on True, Shan, to win the pit pre the Cadran at 7-2. Start lumping on now. Lump on. Um, you'll get your ground there, Jack. Um yeah, good good question. The, the questions that I've missed out uh, at the start of the show, there have been a few, and I do appreciate them on Twitter. It's just that obviously we've got a, a limited time, so not going to ask uh, any further questions until Sunday on the sermon when me, John, and um, Lorne Malvo will be back uh, to discuss the week's topics. Um, we'll get on to the selections now, and hopefully we can perform better than we have this week. And um, We start off start off gentlemen with the uh, Portland handicap at Doncaster uh, in the 145 five and a half furlongs uh, a, a great handicap they always love this handicap uh, Hurricane Iver heads the markets around 13 to 2 um, I'm going to start with you Nick on this, uh, it's a race I know you like so fire away well my first two my first two that I originally thought for this just Frank and Ostilio are not there uh, no. A little bit of rain now. Andy made a good point on Tuesday about the draw 14 and over. You think that, well, this is probably a little bit of rain they've had and five and a half furlong stretch. It might just stretch it a tiny bit. I'm going to come off with the old boy that's done me up, uh, done me up earlier this summer, Venturous. Uh, I I, I thought this was the target. And then the thing went at past the 33 to 1 when everything stopped <laughs> in front at York. Yeah, uh, that's right. 
he's got a draw near the thing. If if he doesn't lose, I don't want him seeing losing three lengths at this in a, of a five and a half furlongs. If he comes out last, that's all right, but just not detached. And I'm just hoping he weave his way through on the near side. Uh, but you know, uh, I think a lot of fancy ones are drawn low, and we we will see where what happens. But Andy's stat was very very sort of damning on fourteen and under. And uh, if you look also today, Nick, um, there seemed to be a. I'm not saying it was a it was a big bias, but it didn't hurt to be drawn, you know, middle to stands in the straight course races today. Yeah, I did. I, I saw that. It didn't hurt at all. No. Yeah. So 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 and Andy's uh, could, could have some credence there. So Nick's going for one shrewdly venturous um he upset him on the 24th of july might not upset him tomorrow from trap 16 at the 20 to 1 available connor beasley on board is next selection in the portland um ginge i'll come to you for your selection in the portland well i just realized i've gone for one that's drawn under 14 mate so i might as well wrap in um, <laughs> <laughs> come on come on put, put everybody away you love I've it got- I, I, I fancy just another bottle because it's in the form of its life and it's been running some cracking races lately. Um, I think it'll be hard to keep out the frame. But I, it, I know John said it's a it's a proper hold up track, Doncaster, but it doesn't seem to be working that way this week. I don't think. No, it is suiting pace. I, I, but then with with the rain that we've we've had a little bit of rain and it, not much. Though, might... there? Have you had a plenty over there? Well, we... Well, we, we we're teetering on sort of good ground, you know that kind of thing. Maybe maybe even slow side are good. I think you know it depends what happens tonight. There might be a few showers, but but I mean just another bottle's in like you said, it's in cracking form. Uh, two cracking runs really wins the Saint Wilfred, and um, second to Tis Marvelous again. It's really solid form. Can't really knock it. Really, I'd like to knock it, but can't really knock it apart from the draw. John, I'm coming to you. So just another bottle for the Hitler. Uh, in the Portland. John, your selection in the Portland. Um, obviously, I'm in the same boat as Nicholas, where Ostilio is concerned. I'm still desperately upset with Paul for not running in this. But um, if you cast your mind back to York in August, there's also Nico when the deal is done. So went to York, oh, yes. Went to York with what a lot of people thought it was a pretty good solid favourites chance and one reason or another, he maybe didn't get the best of runs um, but he's, it, for me, earlier in the week, he was priced as though he did the sailing at Goodwood the time before, and I didn't think he had um, so I, I, I think this trip will suit, the track will suit and I, I think this is a fairly sporting poke. He's not quite drawn high enough, but I'll uh, I'll give him a whirl, I think. And uh, I'm in agreement with John. Um, I, I had a really good bet on when the deal is done at York. He was drawn on the wrong side. Uh, it was clearly not the side to be. Um, and I, I don't think William Butte was that hard on him when he knew he couldn't win. Typical kind of Godolphin jockey, etc. When they know they can't win or be involved, they, they they don't tend to bother. And so whenever you see them in the closing stages, not finishing with much gusto, I think that's more down to the pilot that's decided, you know, he can't be bothered. Um, but I think there's more to come because on Goodwood, I did see a lot. I saw, I saw a lot there. 
you know, we, we've seen Roger Teal with Oxted and we've seen how he can get these horses to improve. This is a very young horse. And I did feel that that had a lot of improvement to come. And Trap 13 looks looks favourable today. No, the, the no excuse kind of draw. So I thought that was, yeah, I'm with John on that one when the deal is done. So those are the Portland selections. We move on now to the Champagne Stakes, which is the seven furlong Group 2 affair. And what looks to be a very strong favourite is the John and Slim trained horse. Uh, reach for the moon at uh, wrist on four to five reach for the moon john i'll start with you um, i think it's really sad this race to be honest because at the start of the week i thought this was looking like being the nicest bunch of two-year-olds to a race against each other all season mm. the field absolutely collapsed there were was, was some nice houses entered in this and i thought it would be a really instructive race um as things stand, I think Grady Betty's arse should have enough at the end of the gym crap winner to win this, really. I don't really want Lou Sale to win anyway, because I, I think the gym crap farm is fairly exposed shit. And uh, I think the one with potential is probably Grady Betty's. Yeah. Uh, reach for the moon for John. Uh, Chris, do we uh, agree with that? I agree with John there, yeah. I think it looks a very good horse. When it got beat, was it Ascot by the uh, point, Lonsdale? Mm-hmm. I think they're the two best uh, two-year-old Colts we've seen in this country this year, I think, so far. Probably the best form on offer. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. Stick it in your multis. Yeah, four to five, reach for the moon. We're going all blogger here in the champagne. Nick, can you offer an alternative opinion, or are we uh, all on It's pate, pate and toast. Uh, just watch. <laughs> it's, pate, it's a two-year-old race. It's pate and toast, mate. <laughs> all right. Disappointed, disappointed is, is Nick. I mean, he, he said pate and toast. It's gin or, you know, get, get some, you know. Get some lubricant down you at that point, you know. Castrol GTX at oh, that no. point. Any, anything, not, not in the anything. afternoon. <laughs> God, God, I can't do that in the afternoon these days. You sleep oh, on five. Yeah, so we're all alcoholics up here. It's grim up now. Um, <laughs> but yes, no, I'm in agreement. Reach for the moon. Um, uh, I, I can't believe I'm agreeing uh, with, with, with Chris, with, with the ginge. I mean, I ain't agreeing with him, and he's right. The, the best two-year-olds, the best two-year-olds this season we've seen are Point Lonsdale and Reach the Moon. He's spot on. Uh, there, there is no doubt in that. And four to five, I've probably seen worse four to five perks than this um, without going overboard. But it's a shame that, like John says, it's cut up. So we'll move on. We'll go to the three o'clock, another small field, uh, six runner affair, the Park Stakes. Group two affair of seven furlongs, usually won by a good horse this um, uh, in history. And Lanquash heads the, the field at seven to four. Uh, I'll start this one off um, to change it up. And I, f- I feel the market is really accurate on this. I, I tried to pick the bones out of it. And it's like literally is exactly how I would have how I would have priced it. Um, you've got Lanquash at seven to four, Danyar at eleven to four, Glorious Journey at three to one. Um, it literally is. Yeah, there's probably what three quarters of a length between these and, and, and tops. Literally at the best, Lanquash. I, I know for a fact needed it a little 
uh, on on reappearance. That's why it went off a big price. Maybe that's got the most improvement. Maybe that could step forward. Three-year-old uh, Indian Jim in the saddle um, if he's recovered from his, uh, obviously, the, the, the terrible incident the other day. Um, that that's But again, they've made it favourite. So for me, I'm going to abstain, really, because I can't make a selection if there's no value. So, uh, Christopher, uh, I'll come to you first. What's your selection in the park stakes? I agree with you. I don't think there's much between them at all. So in that position, I would go with the one that was the biggest price, which is Glorious Journey out of the three. It's yeah. no, it's not world beater, but it always tends to run its race, doesn't it? Um, yeah, that, that's a straight seventh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, it seems to be in form. It's it's won and come third, I think, the last twice. Yeah, no, it, it is. It's in, it's in good art. Um, like like you say, it's it, it's a real, real, real tough one. This at the prices, the 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 books have got this exactly right. Nick, did you say anything? See anything in this? That, that yeah, you well, I've, I'm a bit in disagreement with you, lads. Ooh, I God. think I, I think this. the books may have got it wrong. Right then, right. we're we're going to languish. Right, he may have needed to race a little B. He got a dream, dream setup in the Hungerford behind Sacred. Both, all of them went off at a tremendous pace, and now you're basing his price on that run where nothing that was up there in the early stages had a chance with that pace they went. So you basically say Sacred and Lanquash went past, went just came through the field, and it's not going to be like that. The race tomorrow's race is not going to be like that at all. If you look at his two-year-old form. Was it overrated between you, Mandate One Ruler? Yeah. Uh, they haven't done much as a, as a I mean, it was a decent run at the end of the but don't get me wrong, everything suited a hold up, hold, hold up ride in that race. Yes. I would say that uh, Danny R from the front here could control things. Brings up handicap form, but he may, it may, may, it's kept on improving in handicaps. And it may just pinch first run on these if nothing doesn't takes it on. Interesting. So, so Daniel for Nick, uh, he thinks that's out of the front three standout. Makes a good point about Lanquash, uh, the two-year-old form, which maybe hasn't stood up to uh, to scrutiny, and he feels that Lanquash definitely uh, had a nice trip uh, uh, for his reappearance. John, do you agree with uh, Nick on this? I do actually. Um... Ooh. I think Lancash is a candidate to balance here. Okay. Physically, I was, I actually chipped Lancash last last time in the. Uh, you did, you did, you did. And when I saw him, I, I thought I thought he he looked as though there was a fair bit of improvement in him. And I was surprised he ran as well as he did. I thought that was a, a fairly good busting effort in the circumstances, considering the shape I perceived him to be. So I'd be avoiding him tomorrow. And uh, I'll, I'll be having a sporting little bit on Dania because I, I, I think Gloria's journey is getting a little bit twatty. <laughs> I love that phrase, getting a bit twatty. Like, to be fair to Glorious Journey, I, do, I, I I backed him earlier in the year. I think that horse just loves Newmarket and the Doyler and and just blasting off. Um, you know, it, it was it was quite impressive at Newmarket earlier in the year um, mm. when it beat. I mean, when you it beat Motta KL, um, which obviously then won the Bumbra. 
Um, yeah, I, I think there's a new market thing going on with Glorious Journey. Maybe because that's where he works, and yeah. and he can't be he can't be asked when when Allspot comes out and he goes, ah, I can't be asked with this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so it's an interesting uh, thought process here. Dan Yar for for John and Nick, um, quite quite interesting that you two, you know, quite quite respect your opinion there. Uh, and me and Ginge, we're just maybe sitting that one out, maybe. Um, right, we'll move on now to the St. Ledger. Uh, the final classic of the season, and on the drift, amazingly on the drift. Is this is this because Billy Bunters can't work out the true price of a horse? As soon as it gets below a certain price, they can't work it out. They don't know what's value and not. Hurricane Lane, ten to eleven. You know, tips on, tips on. I mean, this is this is this could be serious value at this price. I mean, I know what price I've got it. Well, I'll get on to my thoughts in a bit, but. I'm going to start with you, John, the St. Ledger, to see if you've got anything. Maybe it's a price, or maybe you're a, a Hurricane Lane fan. Well, uh, I'm, I think I've gone on long enough about Aidan O'Brien's potential tactics in yeah. of this ilk. And people are quite familiar with what, what I'd be saying on that. What I will say on the Ledger is I, I cannot believe the price of the favourite. I think this is absolutely ridiculous, and I cannot understand it. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd be saying lump on, but it, it, in the back of my mind is the Great Voltiger, where this crew had the favourite for that, and we had a drift, and you know the the crowd was keep going in, they're not robbing us, and. Well, they did rob us because he, he got stuffed. And it's con- it's concerning, I think, from this crew. But he's, he's getting very backable, isn't he? It's, it's, I mean, I mean, my, my, my take on the race is that it, if you if you can just put it in, in layman's terms and you say there's 10, there's 10 cent ledgers, this is going to be run 10 times, how many out of 10 would Hurricane Lane win out of 10? So... Was that was that eight? Was that eight, Chris? Eight, mate. Yeah, it's a certainty. Eight. Yeah. Falls on. Falls on. We have it there from the <laughs> German himself. You know, this is Vorsprung Dork technique. You know, this is this is you know one to four. You've heard it here first on Bastards. He doesn't mess about in classics. If he's got a view, he'll say it. One to four says the Ginge, and I mean. I'm not quite in that camp, but basically the current price says he's going to win 5.2 races out of 10 or 5.2 ledgers out of 10. Now I'm saying that I'm saying that sort of between somewhere between six and seven St. ledgers. I'm saying hurricane lane would win. So you can see the kind of, that's how you work out value at short prices. So for me, hurricane lane, like John says, 10 to 11, you know, um, I'm, I'm I'm considering a, a rather large bet tomorrow if that's the price in the morning. Uh, whether it is, we don't know. But like John says, also be cautious because me and John got stung in the voltage. Um, when uh, no, J- John, did you bite the winner at voltage? <laughs> yeah, you, you did, didn't you? But yeah. but yeah, 
I, I, it was me that got stung. I'm sat there in the chair with my, my, my pate and my, you know, and, you know, we were sat in the middle and enjoying the day. And then I wasn't enjoying the day because he sent me sour because it drifted like a barge. And like John says, sometimes these drifts are a little bit worrying. I, I can't see it with this. I just can't. I just, I think, I, I, I think the market is because the punters are looking looking for something that maybe isn't there. I think we're going the Vokley. That's it. Well, the thing is, it's very... Un- they, they put it in at a short price to start with. They put it in at four to six. The original price was four yeah. to six. And Billy Bunters have gone, no, thank you. Four to six, it's just boring. 10 to 11 now is getting absolutely ridiculous. Um I think I think I think it thrashes them. I think that I love the stamina on the dam side as well. There's absolutely no issue with trip. I don't. I, I couldn't give a monkeys on trip. Um, so yeah, um, I'm very confident Hurricane Lane will win the ledger, and I'll bet him accordingly at ten to eleven. Nick Davis, we'll come to you. <laughs> I would disagree with all of you. Yeah. Right. If you look, like. if you look at the horses, yeah, Mojo Star and. Hurricane Lane, if you looked at their dams and then looked at their running style, who do you think's got the most speed? You, it looks as if Hurricane Lane's got the seven furlong mile dam and Mojo Star's got the two mile. Well, I say, I think Hurricane Lane's got too much speed because if you look a, at the at the uh, Longchamp race, first the first three throughout were the first, you know, first, second and fourth. And Al Enquer came from the back to beat them, uh, to, to beat, uh, get third. And when you look at the race that was, you know, it, it was, it was run, the derby was run at a, a pace where stamina came more into play and Mojo Star beat it. I know there was the, the shoes issue, they said the front shoes, and yeah, two, two uh, shoes, yeah, yeah uh, but Mojo Star got struck into as well. All I'm saying is that if you look them physically and the way they run, you would say Mojo Star was the stayer and Hurricane Lane was the speed horse. Now, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Mojo Star will stay or not. He just looks, he shouldn't on his pedigree, but I remember uh, well, years and years back when Entrepreneur won the guinea. He said, how can they win that? He must be a certainty for the derby. He wasn't. Uh, and some horses take I think Hurricane Lane looks to me like a really good mile and a half horse. And I'm going to back Mojo Star to win. I don't think it's an each way proposition because it might not stay. In the dam, it, the stud book might come out of the two furlong mark and go, boing, that's enough. Uh, yeah. But I think uh, at the price... 13 to 2, 7, 15 to 2, back it win only, and back it to come second to higher definition, just in case they fitted the cheek bases with nuts and hay. That is my take mm. on the race. Good stuff. We like this. We like a bit of, you know, we haven't got four green lights here. We've got three green lights and uh, West Ham nil, I think, on this one. <laughs> um. <laughs> but, Lee, can't you see my point about a visually yeah, visually thinking Hurricane looks like a speed horse. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Hurricane's got enough gears, you know, to win, like you said, it, I mean, the the fact that it's mud, it's had enough gears to, to catch Lone Eagle, 
on a track really that was suiting the front end. Uh, Lone Eagle in the Irish Derby had the absolute. He tried to the Tory masterclass tried to pinch the race. And it wasn't the stamina that, that won the oh, race. Oh, no, but that, that was, that, he, he quickened because they, they slowed mid-race St. Wolfer in the Irish Derby, yeah. didn't they? Mojo, yeah, yeah, Star need, Mojo Star needs a clear, clear run. I hope Ross and Ryan gets them a little bit wider of the rest. Cummins in the straight, nice long straight, no interrupted run. And if he does stay, I think he'll run very, very well. Good stuff. So Nick is against uh, the Power Triangle um, from the north. On Hurricane Lane, Nick is with Mojo Star. Eight to one win only. Um, he likes the win only angle. Um, that's in the St. Ledger. Right. We'll move on to um, uh, Chester, the other ITV beating, before we go on to uh, bits of Leopardstown on Saturday. And in the two o'clock race, it's the uh, Turt Plus Stand Cup Stakes, a listed event over a mile and four and a half furlongs. Uh, the Baron. Uh, horse getting backed uh, nine to four. Joint favourite with Alanak of Andrew Baldings uh, for this uh, for this listed contest. Uh, John, I'll come to you first on this. Well, with the exception of Pot the Pover, who ran a blinder after being left out for furlong yesterday, the Baron's house is a run like we've got cholera. His older one. <laughs> it is true, yeah, yeah. yeah. I could not back that. I mean, obviously, it's been riddled with problems. It's one day shy of a year since it ran. It won this last year. Um, and for me, the interesting one here is Happy Tim's Wells Fargo that he's had multiply entered this week in handicaps ranging from a mile and a quarter to a mile six. He's instead chosen to come here in this listed race where he's wrong at the weights with a Lignac and a Lunac. Um, now, Tim's not a blithering idiot to be doing something like that. Wells Fargo showed me enough on debut this year to suggest that he retains more than enough ability, I think, to run to about 110. I'm not thrilled to see the man again on him, but, you know, we'll make do with what we've got. He's got a reasonable draw. The horse goes well fresh. He won't mind the ground because he has had his issues. A, a bit of digging the ground won't hurt him at all. He won his two two-year-old races on good to soft. And uh, I think he's a really nice value park here at 11-1+. Good show. Good shout, yeah. 11-1 there for John Wells Fargo. Obviously, a lot of back class here with Wells Fargo. If uh, the, the Easter of Yards got him right, it, very interesting. This is a horse that uh, won the uh, Bahrain Trophy, if you remember, uh, going back and was obviously a, a very uh, strong uh, uh, fancy for uh, the ledger that year, but obviously got injured. He ran fourth in the Voltager behind Old Persian, some Terrific back class here. So John likes this angle um, at eleven to one. Good stuff. Uh, Chris, your view on the, uh, the the two o'clock at Chester? Yeah, just leave Chester well alone is my tip for this race. <laughs> <laughs> That's my first. Oh, I hate it. If, if you're ever going to bed, I go with uh, I go with Stouts. But that only because he's kept it in training, basically. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather leave it alone. Though. Right. So it's, it's, it's a leave out from Stocker. 
there in the two o'clock at Chester. Um, Nick, come to your uh, views. Yeah, I, I actually agree with John here. Uh, Ooh, I mean, again? Hello. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with John again on this. Uh, uh, well, obviously, with the stable form. The other one... It's had it's had a it had a old old race. The Ebor's not an easy race, is it? it can take it out of thing, and and I it's got to come from behind here, uh, which you can always have problems with. Uh, Throne Hall's a perennial bridesmaid, and yeah, you can do worse and have a few quid each, a few quid on uh, Wells Fargo. I I I I I can't see the I can't see the the, the downside of the price at all. No, no, it's fair comment, as John said, and the back class, etc. So Nick agreeing with John. Um, I'm just, I, I would say small on Alanac. Obviously, the rain that's fell. If you were saying Alanac on sort of good or quick ground, then Alanac would possibly struggle. But I think on this kind of ground, he, I think he's more or less certain to run to something like probably a, probably 110 is Mark, which I think given the uh, Lack of depth to the race, barring Wells Fargo. I do agree with you guys that, that that's the that's the sort of ooh, you know the uh, the fly in the ointment. Um, but yeah, Alanak I thought would run to 110, which would probably be nearly enough to win. And nine to four I thought was fair if you fancy a little bit of a fav um, there in the two o'clock at Chester. Right, we move on to the second ITV race there. It's a 2.35. It's uh, the Maryland six and a half furlong uh, home serve handicap. And five to two favourite is Mancini for the bad doctor um, and David Probert in the saddle. Um, Chris, I'm coming to you first. Are you leaving Chester again? No, I did, I did pick one out from this. Cause it's a, it's a good price. It tends to run well this time of year, but it, it, it's, it's a bit in and out. Um, Hassan and bad. It's well drawn as well, and it's a good price. <laughs> but, I had some groans there. I had a massive the groan. Oh, right. <laughs> I'll change my mind then. Stick it on the favourite. Yeah, he, he, he hates it. I, I, he hates it when you agree, Chris. He hates it. Um, so Asanabad uh, for the for the ginger Hitler at ten to one. John, I'll come to you for your choice. Yeah, well, it's no mystery, is it? Um, <laughs> Uh, I wish I could have stuck one up on Thursday for this, because at least I wouldn't have missed me price and had to agree on the night with the Hitler. But, uh, yeah, as Anabad, I didn't think you are a great ride up Indian gym last time. And uh, it's got a lovely draw, nice sit in there. Uh, top quality jockey for the for the nature of the opposition today. I, I, I don't see much of a downside at 10 to 1. We're getting some agreeing here. From various points, I'm either agreeing with Hitler, you're agreeing with James, you're agreeing with Nick. This, this is kind of, kind of quite a weird show. Um, so I sound bad for John as well, as well as Chris. Um, Nick, I'm guessing you might be something different. Yeah, I mean, the trouble is this this race could be. Will they run Man City on soft grounds? Uh, mm. I'm I'm not so sure. This you see, this crest could be a right mess. There's four front runners. Uh, there's Nelson George, Eau Claire, Mancini, and Hockfeld, who's drawn wide of all. Uh, it's very how and will Hock, they run? Uh, Hockfeld has got the man of the moment on board, Johnny Patty, claiming yeah, yeah. seven. Um, I thought the most interesting runner with the thing was Mr. Curiosity, whether it's just come up here. 
to occupy his winner later on in, in the day, uh, or he's or he's come up here and he's got a chance, but um, he's got the most up. He's got the most sort of upside probably. Uh, but it's not it's not really a race to get involved in because you don't know. I think a couple might come out, and you don't know how many. Of the, would it be four front runners, two front runners? I don't know. Uh, but no, token uh, selection on Mr. Curiosity. That nothing much there. And th- this is amazing. I mean, this is this is like the old. Uh, uh, I'll name that tune in one. Uh, you know, this is the, this is the. I mean, Stocko and uh, John have agreed with uh, Hassanabad, and me and you are agreeing with Mr. Curiosity. This is <laughs> this is this is quite stark. Um, I mean. The thing for me with this horse is it, it was it was badly ridden last time. Um, yeah, he, he, he didn't want held it holding up. It's not the type of horse to be held up because the previous races at Bath, it lengthened lovely over the mile three and a half. It really did lengthen well in the closing stages under the Kirby. Then it was second to the, the nine-length winner at St. Clue today, Manerba, back from evens to about one to three. That's uh, nothing, yeah. Well, I mean, Manoba, we've mentioned it on this show before, um, you know, in terms of it, it could be as good as, you know, the Adair and, and, and Hurricane Lane. I don't I don't think he's far behind. I mean, he's, he's, if you watch that listed race today, it's uh, it's fairly bolted, bolted, up, bolted up by about nine, nine wickets, I think. Um, and obviously, poor old uh, Curiosity Shops turned up and, and tried to run with that and... Um, Got got stuffed, but I mean naturally got stuffed. But in, interesting that Kempton made and Goulois was fourth, and uh, Goulois is now rated ninety. Um, and Mister Curiosity had the measure of him, and um, we're off eighty eight. Only thing is Frank Spencer in the saddle, and I mean that that's the we don't want any negative. There is a cutaway. There, there's a cutaway there, so you know where he's going to go. <laughs> Absolutely, I know. I know. This is, this is the thing. I mean, if you back this, Mr. Curiosity tomorrow, it's one of those where you just you're praying that he doesn't drop this too far out because it's not that kind of horse. It kind of it kind of just grinds away. That's what he does. He grinds. He can't quicken. So I'm, that's the one worry I've got that spends. You might get spented. Um, but anyway, that's uh, I agree with Nick, Mr. Curiosity, to finish the uh, ITV. Uh, races off tomorrow and um, we've got leopardstown a strong card tomorrow but before i come to that nick have you got any as as in fact as any of our panelists got any other business tomorrow that they fancy nick yes. i'll come to you first 1550 chester six yeah. furlong handicap i hope it hasn't gone too soft uh i hope it's soft good the soft in places traps one and two and three i don't think can lead here I think uh, Major Jumbo and a bait go on, and I'm going for the three-year-old, doubly entered this week, and he's taking this one. It is Paul, Paul's of Thought. Uh, around about an eight to what, seven, eight to one shot. Uh, good record round here. Won a three-year-old handicap. Uh, then he went over seven furlongs, got involved a bit too much behind Master Zoffany. Led into the final furlong, and Master Zoffany picked him up. Uh, comes back here, Kingscope back on. I'm hoping he can track a bait and major jumbo and uh, pick them up. Uh, also, in the later race, see if there's any market moves to King Ossica. Ten furlongs around here might be 
absolutely ideal for him on the softer ground. God, not chaotic again, Jesus. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? Did you see the Eckling from the cheap seats? Oh, it's been about like that. I've heard his name so many times. Chris, sit yeah. he, he, he sat there on top row. You know, you know the the I ones think he that sat you, there on fan. They give they give they give them away. They give they give them seats away, and he sat there, and you can hear this distant, you know, not that again, you know, <laughs> you know. I mean, they chuck them out for that, don't they, in theatres when they, when when they start doing things like that. Well, anyway. Yeah, yeah. John Tipping King out okay, but it's not John today. Well done. <laughs> So anyway, so Nick has come up with two good selections there. Um, three fifty race um, at Chester. Am I right? No, that three fifty. Yeah, three fifty. No. Pulse for thought. Pulse for thought. That's the one of uh, Tom Dascombe's drawn five with Richard Kingscote in the saddle. Uh, obviously, has got course and distance form, and Nick really likes that tomorrow. And then four twenty five before we got heckled uh, from. Yeah, this is this is the thing you get. You get heckled. Uh, on, yeah, on, I know. Yeah, King Oscar. Apologies. <laughs> bloody Germans. <laughs> bloody Germans, exactly. You see what they like with sunbeds, everything else, and this is it. Um, King Oscar Carfanik in the 425 race uh, around the 8 to 1 mark with Jamie J- Spencer. It could, be, could be a day of being Spencer. We don't know. Um, but Nick likes that one. Any other business gentlemen on the, uh, on the normal cards? Uh, uh, Hitler, you got anything? No, no, definitely not. No, nothing. John? Massively on King of the Car. <laughs> not getting involved. No, 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 no. I think John's put off there by uh, by Chris. Uh, there we go. Uh, so, so that's that's a TV card's done. So, right, so we go on to obviously we're covering the entire weekend of massive action. Um, uh, anything at Leopardstown? Uh, tomorrow that we've seen. Do you, do you want me to do race by race, or is there anything that Are you, you doing guys... tomorrow? Yeah, obviously we've got the matron, the big race, the Irish yeah. champion. We've got the the, the you know the, the, the some great races. Where would you like me to start? Any anybody want to lead me in? Well, there's I... nothing for me. All, all I said was on Sunday. I think uh, Winter Power is a York specialist. I think. I think. If, it, if you get a little bit of rain there, I think she may be vulnerable on uh, Sunday. Okay, we'll come on to that in a minute, Nick, because because obviously I've got I've got some Sunday thoughts. Um, I tell you what we'll do then, right? Um, I'm just looking at the races now on uh, tomorrow. Um, I'm a Corviglia fan in the first. I think she's a very good filly. Um, two to one favourite. Good blogger price for everyone tomorrow. I think Lullaby might go backwards from debut in that because she is, she was uh, running a group three on debut, and I don't agree with that. I think what is all that about? Why are you running a group three on debut? It's terrible planning. Um, I think she didn't finish her race off. She she got tired. I, I don't kind kind of like that. So Covigli, I'd be all over in the first. Um, the champion juvenile, I have no opinion. Um, we then go to the the uh, matron. Which I thought was a really tricky race. Mother Earth was six to four favourite. It's one of those, you know. They, 
at some point, all this lot in this race have all beat each other. Um, you know, Mother Earth has got beaten before by horses in here. Mother Earth's in good form, but six to four, maybe no value. Um, and then we come on to the, the big race of Leopardstown tomorrow. And I think this should be a talking point uh, for us four bar stewards. Uh, what we're saying on the champion stakes. Nick, I'm coming to you first on the champion. Uh, champion stakes. Yeah. Uh, Mark's Basilica, Tanawa, poetic flag. Yeah, uh, not, not much of it. I mean, it's a washing. The only thing you see is, is if the Bulgawan can stay 10 furlongs, it makes it interesting. But uh, I think Mus and Marks is probably the ideal the ideal horse for this. And I'll just watch it and uh, learn. I mean, it's, it's it's kind of it's that kind of race that is quite tactical. Uh, Chris, have you any opinion on the champion stakes? Yeah, I have, yeah. Well, I'm not. I, my own opinion is that Tanawa is possibly the best horse in training, and I, 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 I'm not sure whether this trip is ideal. And St Mark's Basilica has done nothing wrong. It's a great horse. Don't get me wrong, but I think Tanawa is just a little bit special, and I think she'll win the arc with a bit of cut in the ground. Um, but that, that is my opinion, and, and, and the bet tomorrow for me is is that one with the uh, Peyton with the, with Hurricane Lane and the thing of Gosden's. They're the bets. Reach for the moon. Yeah, I love tomorrow. I think it's she, she just does enough every time. She's got a hell of a turn of foot. Unbelievable. Love the arse. So, so Stocker is looking for a bet bull contract with the blogger. Right? <laughs> yeah. they, could, they could be they could be hand in hand down the streets of Dubrovnik. Right, with it, yeah, a monkey Peyton, right, in, in the problem. He's having a monkey Peyton. A monkey Peyton, a monkey Peyton. I mean, I mean, this, this is it. I mean, I mean, you know, we just need Stallion there with his, with his cash out and whatever else he's doing. We could he's see, we could see, we could see, we could see Hitler with with uh, with Blogger and the Stallion walking down to the problem, wouldn't he? Yeah, for Betbull, Betbull. If Bet Bull are listening here, we've we've literally got you know I mean he is the ultimate bastard and 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 basically he will yeah he's, he's your perfect marketing tool. Can, um, can see the posters now, Bet Bull bastard. And he's there on the ticket. Yeah. So so there we go. So we've got we've got we've got the the, uh, the Hitler's big patent tomorrow. Big massive patent. Uh, Tanawa, uh, Hurricane Lane, and what's the other? The, the uh, Reach for the Moon, the Gosden Horse. Yeah. Yeah, of Greedy Betty's uh, in the Champagne. So could it be big for Ginger tomorrow? We don't know. But I mean, my view on the, the champion is that I think it's going to play into the hand of uh, St. Mark's Basilica for the turn of foot because the sectional showed it in the uh, eclipse that this can quicken off slow paces. And I just feel it could be. Uh, uh, a bit of a show uh, for St Mark's in the uh, in the Irish champion. I think poetic flair is underrated, but the problem is, you know, they'll they'll bomb off. Um, I think it'll do too much in the hands of Kevin Manning. It pulls quite hard at a mile, as you've seen, and I just think poetic flair will be be fodder for Tanawa and St Mark's cu- uh, turning in. And I think St Mark's will have the turn of foot 
the best turn of foot at ten furlongs. Anyway, I agree with Stocks that, that Tanawa would be would be better over a mile and a half, and I think St Marks has the measure of a ten. John, your thoughts on this? I think Nasty Jim won't give a monkey's about the champion stakes because he'll win the race before it with Max Swinney. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jim, Jim's big bet. Yeah. That, that's the, the one I'm interested in in Ireland tomorrow. I think the ground's coming right. I think it's really interesting he's dropping it back to a mile. Um, I think you probably get a solo. And I, I can't really see any of these dealing with him off a solo. Uh, I think it's a very good bet at night at all. Back swiney for John then on the Saturday. At nine to two, so 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 basically, we've we've had Stocko's patent, we've had John's really good bet uh, in Ireland uh, for tomorrow. Uh, I'm a St Mark's fan. Um, Dick Davis is sitting this one out, I think. Um, we'll go on to the Sunday then. Has anyone looked on the Sunday for the Ark Trials and the the Irish on the Sunday? Look at the lot. Actually, yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Okay. I tell. I tell. I'll start us off, and then, and then if no one's got any opinion, that's fine. I, I've, I've, I've done the works. So mm. we'll go. We'll go. We'll go two twenty at Curra tomorrow. It's the Bland, uh, Sunday. It's the Blandford Stakes, a Group Two affair. Um, and I've, I've got, I've got a real big bet for me in this. Um, La Petite Coco, currently about four to one. I think that's absolutely ginormous. And I'll tell you why. Love is not running to anything like the form she was, or you know, last year. The the, the if you look on the racing post ratings, it's laughable. Um, she's not she's not in any kind of foot. I think she's one fifty. She's a one fifteen mare at the moment. Is Love, and I believe La Petite Coco is on a massive upward curve. Uh, physically, I like her. She's improving throughout the season. She keeps improving. Um, she's very, she's a very impressive filly. Uh, um, uh, you know, the, the trainer's not had this that long, and I think there's fireworks to come from La Petite Coco. Very impressive last time. I think a filly in form against basically a filly that last year was was carrying all before her. Let's be right. This year, nothing. So, any, anything in the Blanford that, that, that anyone looked at? Unfortunately, I found myself just agreeing with yourself, like, really. I, I agree entirely on love. Um, Lapetite Coco does look to be a filly going places. And uh, the only other observation I would make is that Cayenne Pepper seems to be sadly no longer with us. Well, that's it. They, they've even had to go for the pieces. I mean, I mean, they, they, they're perplexed. I mean, Cayenne Pepper, I, I believe, did won this last year, I think, from memory. I think she did. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Yeah. She she uh Kay and Pepper won this last year. Now she's eight to one. And they've gone for the pieces for the first time. Um Thundering Knights, I think, won a bad uh uh group one here, beating Santa Barbara um on the twenty seventh of June, gets the group one penalty. Um and I thought Lapati this this was great placing. Uh you know, by a, st- a shrewd stable, Team Valor's bought this horse, and I think, I think, how is this four to one? It's incredible. 
Yeah, I mean, Love is not running to anything like um, last season's form, or I think she's about 115 as she stands. So she's got a penalty, which means La Petite Coco has got to run to 113 to to basically run level with her. Well, I think she is running to about 113 on the last run because she, it was effortless. Yeah. Um, so how so, is that's 4-1? I don't know. Um, that would be my call on that. Uh, we go to the Flying Five, and I know Nick's got an opinion here on the Flying Five, Nick, the 255. Yeah, I just think, uh, well, Winter Power uh, is, I think she's a York specialist. Uh, you've seen her a couple of times out there. I think she just really loves the place. They may get a bit of rain as well. Uh, and I think, what price is she? Uh, Winter Power is currently nine to four favourite. Yeah, I think she might be one to oppose here. Yeah. Uh, I can see, I can see, uh, I can see a, well, blasting off, and then the courage just that just a little bit takes a little bit more getting. And I think if they get, especially if they get a bit of rain, she can she can be she can be caught there. She can be opposed. I'm not sure what with yet, but um, I'll have a look a better look uh, when we really know the ground. But I think she's opposable. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I mean, Winter Power's form has come at York. I mean, her peak form has come at York. That that's undeniable. Uh, very impressive on 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 all starts there. But like you say, I agree with you. I think I'm looking to oppose her the same. Um, I do like the Irish filly Moonista. I think I think she's got some great course form here, and I thought she would be quite attractive at eleven to one in this. It's been a good system. If you back the English sprinters in Ireland and Irish stayers in England over the last ten years, you'd have been doing pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, but I, I agree with you though. I just, I just think I'm maybe not quite as effective here, but we'll see. And the gate jockey on board, the Souza, the big, the big, the big black cross, John. Um, <laughs> this race. I think I think Glass Slippers once looking at it. Um, I mean, I've kept this in training, and when you've got a filly like this, that's won a Breeders' Cup sprint, you send it to a decent stallion, and you're looking to get it on the gravy train, aren't you? Yeah. They've kept it in training, probably cost themselves half a million quid for doing it. I think that they need to be winning this, and maybe another Breeders' Cup. So. I, th- I think this course winner is uh, well worth a second glance against well, It's a similar prep to the – she won it last year. Yeah. Um, and on route to the Abbey win. Um, so they're clearly, you know, lining – this This. This is how, how, how they get a fit, how, how they get – obviously it's a, it's a plan because yeah. they've, they've used the same prep. Trainers, creatures, habit. So glass slippers, like you said, very interesting. Um, and like we said, Nick against Winter Power, kind of get that. But then we move on. Three thirty, the Moyglare Stud Group One. I'll start you off, folks. Agartha um, has has absolutely thrived over this course and distance. I mean, the last time, I just literally bounded out and blasted clear. Um, I don't really see anything to turn around the form with Agartha. 
Um, the Avarice favourite, 100 to 30. Sunset Shiraz made ground from off the pace last time. But again, I think that could be the same again. Um, Agartha, I think, will lead them up and probably go close to making all again. Any of you in the Moigler? Just think not yet, not yet. Till your own situation in Ireland's almost as bad as it is in England. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that's what I thought there. Then we've gone to the 405, the national stakes, the, obviously Point Lonsdale. As the Hitler has already pointed out, you know, is is the best probably two-year-old in training. Um, and can we can we disagree with this? Heavily backed into four to seven favourite. Can we can we disagree with Point Lonsdale as being the best two-year-old in training, John? Racing Post Racing seem to think he's not. They've got Ebro River top, believe it or not. Um, mm. I think that's absolutely ridiculous, Michelle. Yeah, I, I can't have this place. No, I, I, it's the same Point Lonsdale reach for the moon form. Uh, Nick, Chris, any views on this? Not no. really. I think yeah. Hey. Snocker, are you not sticking this in a 641 oh, instead of no, a patent? I'm, I'm just happy with my patent, thank you very much. <laughs> see, that's told us. You, you see how you get told? We're told that this is it. So, yeah, so, so, so the patent is running the show. The, the Hitler patent. <laughs> this, is, this is the selling point of the bastard show. Right, we'll move swiftly on then. Has anyone looked at the uh, Longchamp races on Sunday? What about the Irish Ledger, by the way? You never mentioned the Irish Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, absolutely. I, 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 sorry, yes, we'll come back to that. Sorry. Yes, you've pulled me up on that, haven't you? You yeah. bastard. Um, <laughs> right, so, so Twilight Payment, 7-2 to two favourite. Absolutely, I forgot about this race. Terrible. Forget the Irish St. Ledger. Uh, Baron Samday, live and let die. Who could not forget Baron Samday and live and let die? It's a beautiful day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> really well. <laughs> Baron Samdy for me that's my, my, my choice in the Irish uh, ledger I managed to get by the way Stocker if ever you think your looks bad um, yeah. I managed I managed to have the lot on this uh, at Tremor of 65 in a handicap and got it beat so you should never moan you should never moan you know, and Baron Sandy in Live and Let Die. I mean, what a character. You know, used to pop out of the ground. James Bond shot his head off, didn't he? I mean, it's terrible. But yeah, I mean, but, yeah. Uh, Baron Sandy tomorrow at five to one, I thought it was good. Nick, any views in the Irish St. Ledger? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> absolutely. Exactly. This is I how have, it is. I've got one. Okay, go on. Search for a song. That's it. It's its strip. It'll get a bit of cut in the ground. It's its time of year. Search for a song is 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 a real good bet tomorrow. I think as well. You think this mare comes alive at this time it does. of year? It does. It does. I think. I think it's two runs this year. First time out, it was over a bit of a shorter trip. It, it, it likes a bit of cut in the ground, and it likes this time of year. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it, I think, did it win the race last year? Did it win the? Uh, it's won. It's won the last two. It's won okay. the last two Irish ledgers. There you go. So this could be a, a ginge Sabbath bet. This could be the one where, you know, you know, you, you basically bin the missus off for half an hour, 
and you say, this is my time, I'm watching this race, and I'm hammering Search for a Song to win the Irish League. Did it beat Order of St George the first time it won it? Was it something like that? It beat, it beat a real good author there, O'Brien, I know that. Well, um, last year it beat uh, Fajera Prince, and the year before it beat Kew Gardens. Kew Gardens, that's what I was thinking of, yeah. Yeah. So, so well, there we go. So we've had it again. So, some good bets from Ginger's weekend. Search for a song. He's picked a dual Irish uh, ledger winner, you know, to, to follow up to make it a hat trick. Search for a song for the Ginge. John, anything in the Irish ledger? Yes, I'm going to give you a, a genuine 25 to 1 poke that is actually 200 to 1. <laughs> And that is Seattle Creek, the Luke Comers. Wow. Um, I can't honestly say this is going to go and win the Irish Ledger tomorrow, uh, but I think this is very much a horse to keep an eye on. He was a massive eye catcher on debut behind the Mediterranean. He was breaking five and a half lengths. What out the gate. He was greener than that fellow on the Collantins. Um, during the race, it was only when the the penny really dropped where he started to run properly. He's a very hard round out of the saddle as well as man. It's so to improve for the trip. I think he's definitely a hundred yards. Scope to uh, the scope to beyond that. Impressive. I mean, two hundred to one. I mean, we we could we could be talking. We need some place markets on this. I mean, yeah. John's there. Yeah, the Jolly Green Giant, um, Seattle Creek for John, Chris Ayers and Luke Comer, two hundred to one. Stocker, what are you saying to that? That's that's no blogger price. I'll be honest. If that gets placed, I'll be in a coma. <laughs> see, see, John, this is it, John. He's cheering this to get beat. Ah, oh, gosh, yeah. He's desperate for the 200 to 1 shot to run like a 66 to 1 shot and finish fifth. Yeah. Uh, cracking one up that, mate. He's, he's just an awful man. I mean, I mean, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it is. It is. This is what we have to put up with. Um, any, anyone look at the Art of Trial Sunday? Yeah. No, not here, no. Not no. here. Soccer? No. Okay, me and me, me, me and John will go through the three out of trials. The uh, 133 at Longchamp on Sunday is the pre-Niel. Nashwan got beat in this. Nashwan, the great Nashwan, was beating this at long odds. Um, uh, media stream, Andre Farb, I think heads the betting. I could be right. No, it does. That's 33 to 1. What about heads the Five to four, Bolshoi Ballet, of course, for, for Luigi. Luigi riding for Aiden again. Five to four, risk. John, any opinion on the uh, pre Neil? Just I don't really want Bolshoi Bally to win. I'm, he, he, he just doesn't float me, but I, I'm struggling to find one to bait him, to be honest. Um, yeah. I think I think these are a bloody player, not. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd be astonished if the arc winner was in this. Yeah, it's a, it's a real, real bad Neil. this one already. Tanawa wins the arc, mate. You know this. <laughs> you've heard it again. You've heard it here first on Bar Stewards. Itler says Tanawa wins the arc. The, the Superman. Itler's confidence, haven't you? But he was, he was just as confident when he went into Russia. <laughs> 
Brilliant. Right, so we move on to the uh, the, the one of the best arc, the arc trials, the Pre-Vermeer, but having said that, Snowfall's decided to turn up and be 7-2 to two on, John. Uh, I mean, I've, I'm so off this, really, and it's not her fault, but all this hype about oh, another Enable and all this, I mean, Enable was like to hell anyway, and now we're starting with this thing. Um you know, I mean, you'd, you'd struggle to see a bait, but Jesus Christ, I'd love to see a bait. Just I know what you mean. Yeah, she's not going to win an arc, no chance. Um, but, she won't look very talented at wins the last time. The same was sorted the problems out, maybe she can improve. But again, they don't, they don't look an inspiring bunch, do they? No, a small bet for Tiona for me, because if she settles and they got her to settle at Windsor last time, I think she's she could be a 100, 120 filly. And 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 this is like 12 to 1. I think that's value for Tiona in the uh, pre-Vermeer. Uh, I, I was really impressed with her at Windsor. She she improved. Uh, just one note for me in the... Uh, the pre uh, the, the the final arc trial, which is the uh, pre foy um, deep bond, um, the J- Japan horse, I thought was overpriced at hundred to thirty with bet three six five. I don't think Scaletti will stay. It's not in the pedigree that that horse will stay, and he's he's up to that six to four favourite. I'm not impressed at all. I thought deep bond the Japanese horse. Put it this way, I handicapped it on Broom. I'm thinking if Broom goes over to, J- to Japan, does that beat Deep Bond? No, it doesn't. Broom's four to one. Deep Bond's hundred to thirty. I think Deep Bond will go very well for the Japs in the pre in the pre fight to get them all excited for Arc Day on the tour when they make it six to four favorite. You know, picture away they go. You know, it, it, I think that could genuinely happen. Deep Bond could be the Japanese spectacle for the Arc. And I think that can win the pre fight. John? Yeah, unfortunately, I find myself just pretty much agreeing with that. I'll, uh, I'll also be risking a spell in Tenko if uh, Dave Bond gets paid. <laughs> we used to love Tenko. What a great show. Sunday nights, everyone's sweating the bollocks off. Um, you know, I mean, pretty much like London flats these days, isn't it? In summer. Um, but there we go. So we all enjoyed Tenko. I hope you've enjoyed this show because uh, Nick Davis has provided some valuable input. Um, uh, the Ginger Hitler's provided some input. Um, and, uh, John, as always, and myself, you know, we 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 pretty much got we've we've got your backs. We're back on Sunday with the Sunday sermon. Me, John, Chris, usual time Sunday evening. Something for you to mull over when there's nothing on the telly. Um, we hope you've enjoyed this weekend uh, weekend show and we hope you back some winners tomorrow and over the course of the weekend. Oh, Cheers, guys. Cheers, Absolutely. Love you. Thanks. Good night, chaps. That's all from us. Bye.